Welcome to the Every Top Matters Podcast. I just love talking to people about their origin stories. It brings me a lot of joy. I love connecting with people and I love sharing their stories with you. So come along for the ride and remember, Every Thought Matters. Welcome to the Every Thought Matters Podcast. My name is Kelly Raymer and today I welcome my first repeat guest on the Every Thought Matters Podcast. Welcome Kimberly. Kimberly is a stroke survivor, mother of six, a hula hoop advocate, and a sensual dance instructor. We talk about a lot of different things. We learn a little bit about each other and about ourselves all along the way. So tune in to this amazing podcast, and I hope you enjoy it. And remember, every thought does matter. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast. I'm with Kimberly my first repeat guest on this podcast. Welcome, Kimberly. Oh, hey, that's an honor. Yay. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having How me. How are you? Yeah, like kind of give everybody a quick refresher course for the repeat listeners and who you are and why you're here. Okay, well, my name is Kimberly, and um, I am a woman who, uh, my background is dance, uh, and I had a stroke back in May. I had a very rare type of stroke that only hits 200,000 people a year, so there's really not enough uh, information for them to, um, you know, help me as much as, say, like, a, a different type of stroke. So uh, my odds of, of surviving were 26%. So I really defied the odds here. Um, I lost, uh, it crossed two parts of my brain. So I did lose a lot on my right side. I still slur a little bit. Mine's not as droopy. It's mostly not droopy anymore. Uh, my mouth is pretty open. I just still have a little bit of speech problems over here. Um, I've got most of my ability back on my right side, except for three three fingers that are extremely rigid. I have a little bit of a lead foot and uh, heaviness on the side. And But I'm trusting my instincts as a dancer to uh, use muscle memory, which is also difficult when your brain's been injured, to connect those two things at the same time. And I'm using a lot of trust and faith when I'm um, as I'm going back into dance now. So. So you had a stroke last May and as we talked in our mm -hmm. last podcast, like you were a, at one point in time, a world-class softball player. Yes, and I was. You're an athlete by trade almost, right? Yes, actually I was. Um, I missed the Olympics, the very first Olympics with the women uh, for softball because I got uh, hit by an uninsured motorist um, a couple years prior to that. And that was the goal. Um, and the likeliness that I would have been on that team was high. So I did miss out on that. Uh, and uh, I couldn't play at that level anymore. Yeah. But now it, you're leaning a lot on your dance and a lot on your athleticism to help you recover from this stroke, which kind of helps get you a leg up on how to recover because as an athlete, athletes are taught how to recover from every day playing say softball every day or dancing every day or teaching people how to dance because i discovered you on tiktok that after your stroke you were doing hula hoops talk about why that came about well um you know in my uh post athletic life as a softball player obviously that was career ending for me um because once you get to that level and uh to be injured and to not be able to be at that level anymore, it just, there's something mentally that you just don't, you just, it's just gone, you know, for the most part. So my love for that kind of left me at that point. And, um, you know, I fell to my background as a dancer, um, which I wasn't able to, um, you know, hold on to due to, I had to put all of my time and energy into being one of the best in softball. Right. So now I had this. And so I went back into dance and um, it just uh, was part of my life that, and then having children and all that. But so um, I was doing the hula hoop before stroke and the sensuous dance before stroke, but after stroke, um, I didn't know if I'd be able to do that again, because first of all, I couldn't even, you know, this whole right side was gone. Um, I am very fortunate that I had a lot of 
muscle um, and a lot of strength prior to the stroke because of the, the condition that my body was in as an athlete and a dancer. So I had a leg up there. That was a very beneficial thing. Had I got into it with a weaker body or not in shape, I don't know that the outcome would be the same. So um, hula hooping is low impact. So it's something that I've taught people for years and years and years. And um, I just leaned on my faith, my knowledge, and my ability to trust myself with that as soon as I could get to where I could walk without the cane. And you're walking without a cane. I've seen you do the hula hooping. But just like everybody else, you apparently... You're just like me, you know, we always have our good days and our bad days. And you still yep. embrace your bad days, even as much as your good days. Like you told oh, me yeah. yesterday was a pain day for you. And like, yeah, here you are happy, go lucky and cheery on my podcast. That's amazing. How do you do that? Well, for me, you know, I have, you know, I faced death twice last year with the stroke and then the uh, post-stroke. The medication that I was on was poisoning me. Uh, I had a very severe allergic reaction to it. And that's taken several months to recover from. Um, I just have a different, like, I'm all about positivity. You know, like, I've always kind of been that way. Even though I get anxious, I get depressed now, post-stroke. I've never had that before. I still feel like if I let myself go there and stay there, what is my purpose? You know, being positive um, is going to do you better, your soul better, and everybody else better in your life. And you could be better for other people if you change your outlook. So many people look at the world with a glass half empty instead of half full. I try to look at it completely full and I still take the hits on the bad days. There's still going to be negativity thrown my way. Uh, you know, as I tell my story, even, you know, people don't believe it. They don't want to believe that, I've had a stroke or, you know, that I've been cyber bullied and cyber stalked like crazy this year. People don't understand that those things are depressing, you know, and they should have taken me to a new low, but I'm going to fight back and I'm going to find my voice. I'm never going to lose my voice. And uh, I'm going to advocate for myself and for anybody else who needs it. So mindset is, is key and critical um, to how you're going to have your day. When you wake up, start with gratitude. If you don't, start with gratitude and you start thinking about any, all the negative stuff and everything else we all have to deal with in life. then that's the way, that's the way your day is going to unfold for you, you know? So stay yeah, positive. It, yeah. Um, I was talking with a friend of mine this morning and she told me something that really blew my mind and about negative thoughts is you, you get negative and you get positive thoughts. Don't judge either one of those. Just go, oh, that, like, put it, like, in a glass jar, look at it. Okay, that's a negative thought. Put it in another glass jar, that's a positive thought. And just don't judge it. Just if you start judging the negative thoughts, you're kind of, and if you have more of those, then you have positive thoughts. When the positive thought comes, you're going to judge it. So instead of judging it, just go, oh, that's a negative thought. Like, and I said this morning, I said, well, I had a couple glasses of wine. Like, oh, okay, whatever. You didn't judge it. So now in a positive thought, like I woke up like amazing today. Like tons of energy, which is rare. Even though it's my day off and I had a podcast to look forward to. This this is literally my drug of choice is being able to talk to people and hear their story. And I thought you can stay positive by not judging your thoughts. And that's Absolutely. a mindset change. And a lot of people haven't figured that out. And you seemingly have figured it out. Well, it's just about finding, you know, self-love is the most important possession anybody could have. And if you don't have that, and most people don't spend the time trying to get to that point in their life, if you don't possess self-love, your 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 life is going to always be harder. You're going to keep making decisions that are not good for you. And you're going to keep living a life of looking at negativity or looking at the past instead of focusing on the present and your possibility for your future. You know, so that's where I'm at. I, I don't have, there's no purpose in, in what's behind me, only what's here and what's ahead of me, because that's all we have. So why am I going to punish myself with negative thoughts or just the people that filter through and will say negative things? Because, you know, in this world that we live in today, um, social bullying is a, become a really big thing. And a lot of people 
it affects them so severely that they're unaliving themselves. There's just, you know, they're going to a depressive no. state where they just don't want to be in the world anymore. And that really bothers me. Fortunately for us, the laws are changing and it's becoming criminal. So, you know, um, I'm going to stand up for anybody who's going through this. And, um, you know, there's a, a team behind me that is, is actually backing me up now. And um, we're just not going to take it standing down anymore because we were always told right here, just just throw that stuff aside, swipe it under the rug or, or shake it off. Well, I can do that, but there's a lot of people that can't. So those people need a voice and we got to put that out there. I know I just got off a little off topic, but that's something I'm extremely passionate about. <laughs> this is why I have and a, I've had a stroke, so I'm going to go everywhere. I don't care. I, that's why I connect with you so well. And that's why I think so highly of you because I see you have TikTok lives where you actually go and openly talk about those things. And, you know, however you want to look at it, I've been stalked before too. And it's the scariest freaking thing. It's like I called the police the whole nine yards. And like, And this was like in 2003. So long before what we have now. And it still yeah. freaked me out text messages and phone calls in the middle of the day and it oof, it well it was the scariest thing because your whole sense of security is violated your sense of you know being able to walk outside and talk and talk meet people or whatever everything just shut down i'm like oh my god this is so weird and it was non-stop and police were like change your phone number you know all that stuff and yeah and there are people that cannot handle that. And I was able to because I've developed a strong mind, but a lot of people can't. And you're sticking up for them, which I think is great. And you do that on your, I don't know if they're daily or weekly, but you have lives on TikTok where you talk about that. Is that like a scheduled thing? Was that an ad hoc uh, thing? How's that work? Um, well, you know, we used to do it a lot more during the week, but I actually had to take a mental break myself because it was so often and it just got overwhelming. My brain was overstimulated. So I took a couple months off and then we're back on Mondays and Wednesdays. I'm doing it right now at nine o'clock central standard time. I'm considering dropping it about a half an hour because the West, the East coast is a little, you know, it's hard to hit the West coast and the East coast and the middle coast at the right time together, you know, especially during the work week. So right. trying to play with that. But right now it's scheduled for nine central standard. Just On for an Mondays hour and a half. Wednesday, and yeah. Oh, what's that? But you're giving and Mondays and Wednesday at nine, nine o'clock central and you're giving people a platform. So uh, one of the best things about you, and I love this because you're extremely creative. You're incredibly creative, I think, because your your idea on TikTok uh, is Lula. Hula Hoop Magic, correct? Yes. With a K. With a K. Hula Hoop Magic with a K. <laughs> and I love that. I think that's so brilliant and so clever, but it's also a good marketing thing because yeah. it tells you who you are and the K says who you are, well, obviously, because of your name. And, but I think that's wonderful. And I love what you do about that. And like, sometimes I can join, sometimes I can't. But I, I have a hard time going into somebody's live and seeing 15, five or six other people that I don't know. Because that's just my own personal thing and it's something I've got to work through. But I love the fact that you do that because I think that gives just, if anything, gives them a voice to feel help them not feel alone. Yes, that's what I want. I want everybody to feel safe in this platform. Um, it is very, you know, I have people that really heavily... Um, you know, moderate it just for the simple fact that my my personal um, um, people that have come for me uh, socially are people that I knew in my life, which is very sad. But they are all a group of people that are from my past, from what I went through, my situationship, you know, last year. And, uh, you know, they drink the, my situationship, they drank the Kool-Aid. But what they don't realize is that paper trails are real. And that once you once you poke a lion a little too much, you know, um, karma's going to come for you. And, you know, people that that know that you're good are going to stand up behind you and they're going to go to bat for you. And so that's where I found that I the position I'm in right now. I'm so grateful for everybody that's standing up for me and that's coming to help me into 
show me that there are actual laws being broken here. It is okay to state opinion, but it is not okay to harass somebody. And they think people that want to come in and want to bully you with what they think is their opinion is actually oftentimes harassment. And the laws are getting more and more strict over this, which is a blessing for those of us who are being harassed. Like I said, for me, I would just, if it weren't, if I, if I was just fighting for myself, I would just be, yeah, no, whatever. I don't care. Just let it go. But I look at everybody else and I see these people just breaking down the heartbreak or like I lost my child due to bullying or this or that. And I'm just like, this is different. I will fight for that very reason right there. So, you know, cause I have this determination in me that I was given by my father that um, I just, I won't quit. You know, um, I didn't quit myself. I, I shouldn't even be walking, you know, statistically, I but I knew from the moment that I got out of there that I was going to fight for my body and for my health. And I was going to, I projected myself to, I'm not perfect. Uh, my dancing is sketchy, but I'm doing it. I know, but I, I like that because I, what I like about you and why I've, I've always been drawn to you is because of your vulnerability, but also about your positivity, but you're also, hey, I've had a bad day. We all do. I do. Absolutely. Even though, you know, I have those great days, but and I, I teach people in my coaching that it's okay to have a bad thought. And it's okay to be down because those are going to help you see how great you are now. Because when just you get down stay to those spots, yeah, just don't stay there. It's like uh, kind of a 17-second rule. You, or you don't want to stay in that thought for longer than 17 seconds because then another one's going to come along. Right. Kind That's why rule. you wake up for 17 seconds in the morning with a positive thought. You think of the first positive thing for 17 seconds and start your whole day better. Amen. I mean, you woke up, what, 10 minutes ago? <laughs> I actually right? I didn't and even brush my hair today. You are. Whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not about, you know, yes, you're obviously an attractive woman, but that's you woke up with this positive attitude and said, this is how I'm going to do my day. Yeah. And I love that. I was excited I about this. I love you. Well, I love you too, and I think you're amazing. But you, you made that choice. And there's so many. You've been thrown so, you know, for a softball analogy, you've been thrown so many curveballs. You keep hitting them out of the park. Huh. You really do. Which is amazing, and that's why I I'm drawn to you because I'm like, I don't I don't do comparisons. I think comparison is the thief of joy. It always is. Your life is different than mine. But I've manifested you into my life for that very reason, because I see what you can do, and that inspires me to do better. Well, you inspire me, too, you know? Your positivity and, and just, you're so caring, you know? You're so caring, and you just, you, you, go out, uh, you go out and you bat for everybody else. I don't know if you do it for yourself as much, and I know you're a little bit more, like you it's said, better. preserved in that way. Getting better at batting for myself, and, and I had this moment at work where I was willing to, the people pleaser in me, because I'm a recovering people pleaser, and for those of you who don't know, I'm going to get on my little soapbox a little bit, it, people pleasers, being a people pleaser is basically manipulating somebody else to like you. It's a manipulation technique. It's different than narcissism. That one to me is overused. But people pleasers, like it's like me trying to make you like me. And then I had this moment where I felt strong and, and safe. And like, I kind of wanted to tell somebody at work, like, dude, don't take out your crappy day on me. You know, and right. I wasn't afraid because there was somebody in a position of power. I'm like, I did, I did, it was the weirdest feeling because I haven't ever felt that before because I right. didn't care if that person liked me. It was kind of cool. And I'm getting to that point where I am batting for myself. I'm not, you know, I do bat for other people, but I do it knowing that I'm strong myself and I have to. Right. That it's, is your strength. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm good at it. I, mean, I know how to, and I'm, 
my my mentor and my coach is telling me, yes, you're an idea generator. You're this, and I'm starting to, it's really starting to soak in. It's really starting to permeate every cell in my body. I love that. See, like that other guy that you dealt with, I would have like, me, I would have been just like, I would have tried to figure out, I would have said, first of all, and I say this to everybody, and I, I, I put this to my children every single day. They already know the question's coming. I'm like, ah, oh. okay, so they'll say funny things. I like my hair. I'll say, what are you grateful for? You know, like really think about that. What are you grateful for? Most people don't get up and think about gratitude. We're thinking about what we have to do, how terrible life is, all the crap we got to do. But nobody's thinking about what they're grateful for. You know, if you put that in your mind and make that a part of your daily routine, gratitude, your life is going to be so much better, you know? Yeah, I saw this and I don't remember where I saw it, but cherish what you have and you'll have more to cherish. Absolutely. Be present in the moment. Yeah, I'm big on Eckhart Tolle and he talks about the ego and the ego lives in the past and the future, never in the present moment. And I talk spirituality a lot and the ego was originally born for us when all of this was created was to protect you. And the ego is trying to just protect you. And I've learned over the years to just go to the ego. Yeah, thank you for trying to protect me, but I got this. I'm right here right now in this present moment. I'm not worried about my bank account tomorrow or, you know, or whatever it is that I'm worried right. about tomorrow. I'm right here in this present moment talking to Kimberly. Bye. yeah and but also being grateful for the ego because ego is trying to protect you and a lot of people deal with anxiety they've got a rampant ego just trying to worry about I work with people like that and I I see that as a blessing just watch somebody else that is dealing with anxiety and has five things on their mind okay I'm so grateful that I'm not like that Right. Like today, I spent 15 bucks to have Zoom be able to record no matter how long it was. Okay, fine. And the ego is like, oh my God, do you have that money, whatever? My spirit's like, okay, you got this. Yeah, don't worry about it. You got it. Yeah. It's all about mindset and, you know, like what you're saying, worrying about the small thing, worrying about everything is just going to make that worse. Like you said, you manifest. So you manifest that bank account soaring. You know, you have to manifest these things. You have to believe it's going to happen or it doesn't happen because what you project is what you are and what you, what you, you know, you are what you believe, you know, you're going to have what you believe. Yeah. One of my things lately is if you close your eyes, that reality, like I, I'm starting to look at people as that is, as somebody that I manifested, like I manifested you. I really believe that. And because my reality only exists in between my two ears and my head, my five senses and my brain are capturing that reality. It doesn't exist anywhere else except in my head. So you can change your reality. You can shift, you can do things like quantum jumping, Right. It's like manifesting and you're a perfect example of all of that because you had a stroke and your mindset was, okay, that's a challenge. All right. How am I going to use all of these things that I've done before in my life to help me get through with this? Not cope, but actually overcome. And you're a beautiful example of that. You, you hula hoop and now you're advocating for people who get bullied on social media, which is a there's a lot. I kill yeah. them with kindness because it's fun. Because it is. It's fun for me. Yeah. But I'm a dude on social media and I'm over 50, so I'm, the odds of me getting stalked are really not very good. But it still happens. It happened to me in 10, 20 years ago, so it can happen again. And it can happen to anybody. And because 
once I've manifested a life that I know that I'm going to, there's going to be people that are going to come for me. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, just, uh, we just got to keep living our truth, keep speaking our truth. And when in, but in doing that, that will make more people come for you. Um, you know, because like you said, ego is key for a lot of people. And, uh, sometimes your truth affects people's egos. So, um, there's that balance there. Uh, you just navigate those waters and hold strong and stand up for yourself and stand up for anybody else who needs that. That's the most important thing is that, like like you were saying, not everybody has their voice. And those of us that oh. do need to stand up for those that, that, that can't get there. Yeah. And what I love about, I did this TikTok about consciousness and holding space for people. And I still believe this, and I believe that this is what you're practicing, is our consciousness that we have inside our brain, everybody's consciousness is connected, but consciousness itself is infinite. So I can go hold space for somebody that's going through whatever, like one of my friends texts me about something that was going on in her life, and I hold space for her, but that's infinite. I got an infinite amount of space. So if there's 7 billion people that need me to hold space for them, I can hold space for every single one of them because it's infinite. And this is what you do on those twice weekly lives is you're holding space for those people. You're giving them this container and in, in, in meditation form is like a, a nice, it's kind of like that hot towel you get if you say you, most people have never flown first class, but they give you a hot towel when you first get into first class. I've done it yeah. a couple times. It's amazing. It's, you're giving them this nice, warm, fuzzy towel to warm around, you know, put around them, help them feel safe, help them not feel alone, and giving them an infinite amount of space for them to grow into the ability to handle whatever that's, that's coming to them. And that's what you do on your lives. I watch. I, I watch sometimes just, and I don't say a word. I'm like, wow, it's amazing. Thank you. I don't know. Like, I, you know, it's, the, it's really just the people's platform, the people's place to come and feel safe and express and connect. And I've, you know, just fell in love with so many people there um, that, and I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching so many people um, just become so much stronger and finding their own self-love and their own self-worth. It's just, I appreciate that so much. You know, I get so much out of that spiritually, just seeing people starting to care about themselves because I've been there, you know, where you just don't, where you just feel like sometimes you just feel like throwing in the towel, but you got to pick yourself up the next day. Cause you know, Life is short and we have to value what we do have. And if we're spending all this time staying stuck or down, then, you know, we're not living a life worth meaning. We're just living a life of desperation and sorrow. There's no purpose for that, for you or for anybody in your life. And we have to show others that they can be happy, that they can find self-love and self-worth. Because a lot of people don't believe that about themselves. And that's the hardest thing to get to is to their core. You know, you got to get to their core and, and let them start expunging all the negative energy that they have possessed and built up, you know, and, and all the horrible things they feel about themselves so that they can get to the point where they can start understanding that they can fall in love with themselves. I love that. <laughs> I love that a lot. And how have you done, how have you fallen in love with yourself? Well, you know, I mean, I was like everybody else. I had a marriage. I had six children with my ex. You know, we are more friends than anything. So our marriage, you know, we're still really great friends. So right. I don't have issues there. But reinventing yourself and trying to find your place in this world after you've been married for so long um, and finding out who you are, it's a long journey. And so I made a couple mistakes. I had a couple relationships that were just like, you know, um, not right for me. Um, you know, I wanted them because I didn't know who I was yet. So after one relationship, a longer one, I decided that I was going to stay alone. 
And I did that. I started feeling really good. Then I ended up falling back into it and got into a relationship with uh, somebody that I knew, but that I, you know, and I, and I thought I loved him, you know, and I, and I did in so many ways, but we ended up falling into um, moving too fast. And, um, and I didn't know who he truly was, you know, he presented differently than he was. So um, it was a very difficult situationship for me for the simple fact that um, I was uh, extremely emotionally abused in this situation and I allowed, but I allowed it. Okay. And um, you know, to get told you're somebody's peace and their safe space and then to get um, constantly um, torn down on the other side of that. But socially these people are on a pedestal and made to look really, really good. And I allow, and I, and I push that too. I wanted this person to feel good about himself. So I stayed with him. He would beg me not to leave. And I stayed with him. I was losing myself. And then, um, you know, fast forward, I don't want to talk about, we'll, we'll fast forward through the stroke and everything after this relationship ended. And after I got the medical attention I needed for the, the, um, the medical poisoning, which was affecting my, my body and my mind, actually, um, yep. I started really focusing on like myself again, on who I am and what I want. And going back to the girl that I was before that relationship, I feel like that was just a hiccup in the road. Now I'm not going to take that away from me, from my growth. I'm going to consider that a lesson and part of my growth. And so I just, all of a sudden just said, you know what? My life is short. I've been given two passes this year alone on life to stay here. There's a reason I'm here. So I'm going to lead by example and showing people that you, first of all, you can make it through anything that you think you can. And second of all, that you can truly love yourself after hitting your lowest low, you know? And so that's just, that's just kind of the mindset I chose. And, uh, and here I am. <laughs> so what is it? Besides gratitude, what other daily practices do you use to continue to do self-care? Um, self-care, I, I am, I go to, I work out, you know, I go to the gym. That's not always easy. Some days are hard for me because, um, you know, if my leg is not in a good position or my fingers are super rigid, um, I have to have a lot of faith and trust that my body's going to hold me. So I still have a lot of strength. I'm not as strong as I was physically, obviously, but I've got to build that back up. It may never be the same. It doesn't matter. As long as I can dance, even if I'm not dancing um, with finesse, I'm still dancing. So um, my goal there is to just keep working on that. And uh, through dance interpretation, I try to, to help others with their mental wellness. So that's that's something that I hold to my heart right now. So I will use my hooping, my dancing to um, lift others spiritually and in their uh, their journey for mental wellness or whatever they're going through. Not every day is easy, Kelly. You know, there's no. days where I don't want to get up. Uh, I fight it. I have people that will, the people that are in their lowest will sometimes message me and try to pick me up. Sometimes I can't walk out the door because of the anxieties that I've, um, um, you know, started having post-stroke. But, you know, I don't let it keep me there. I just don't stay there. Um, because that's what a lot of people do. They can't get past that. You can't stay there. You have to find the determination in yourself to, to work through that, to muster up the strength to work through that. Uh, however you need it. If you need somebody to call you, make sure they do. Um, or if you just need to meditate, make sure you do. Um, if you need to say something to yourself, look in the mirror and say, you know what, you are beautiful. Make sure you do whatever it is you need for yourself. Do it because, um, you know, you best and, um, you just have to fall in love with the person that you are and trust the person that you are to get you where you need to be. Yeah, and anxiety is hard in that. I've never had it like that. So, but the only anxiety I ever get was like, I'll see somebody on TikTok and they're driving. I'm like, all right, got to shut that off because I just can't. Yeah, that. That, <laughs> don't do that. That mm -hmm. bugs me. I don't know why, but I've been in car accidents. So that's probably part of it. But yes. Um, with your anxiety, do you understand that? Part of that's the ego trying to protect you. Yes. Just shower that. I just shower the shit out of my ego. And I'm like, you're awesome. Thank you. Great. Whatever. 
because I've, I've any every any time that ego comes around, I just go, yeah, whatever. I love you. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for always being there. Like the ego literally is anxiety, and the ego is always there to protect you. So you can always count on it because it might actually be right. It might be just your intuition, like not. And I'm I've got to finish this uh, YouTube video with Mel Robbins and this uh, Nobel laureate talks about synchronicity. I'll send that to you, but it's really good That's about cool. how you can truly attract what you want into your life, but it also shows you how your thoughts, how connected they are, like how when you randomly get on a bus or in a car or, or whatever, you, you're you sitting at a bar and you re or wherever you're at, that person comes into your life. Or I was talking about this earlier, like if a blue balloon, she says a, about this, a blue balloon drops out of the sky into your yard. That's like just a blue balloon. But what if it's a blue balloon that drops into your yard and it's on your father's birthday and that's his favorite color? He's been gone for a while. That's synchronicity. And that's yeah. not, and the blue balloon just falls in your yard, like whatever. Like I found this and I, I've said this for a long time, but I talk to my body. And I, every cell is like one of these little things. And I can't think of the name of they from the movie, whatever that movie is. It's just a little yellow men from that movie. And I can't think of oh, the, movie. the minions. <laughs> the yeah, minion this is a minion. Okay, we got, <laughs> we got, what, a trillion cells in our body. And I just visualize every cell like a minion. Yeah. And I talk to them. I'm like, lately, my right foot has been weird at work. Or my, right now, my big toe kind of hurts. So I just go, oh, uh, big toe, you hurt. Okay. So I talk to it like it's one of those little minions. Like there's 150,000 minions in my big toe right now. Going, They're sending things to my brain saying I hurt. Like it, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We got you. And Absolutely. I think that for somebody like you, I think you do that very well naturally. I, but because... For you to be this amazing after a stroke, and I know this because my sister had one in March 2014, and she lost the entire right side, and she got short-term memory issues. Oh, that's the worst. Short-term is hard for me still, very hard. Yeah, because like I could, like I'll send you a message, and I'm like, she won't respond to it. Yeah. Funny, I just made a post about short-term. <laughs> good, good. I will make sure I watch it or, or talk to people about it because it's very real. My sister went through this, and she's still one of the sharpest brains in the world, but she <laughs> talk to her like, why did I, why, did, why am I on the, it, and what that does for me, for me, and I, I'll be very vulnerable here is the hardest part for me in talking to my sister is it makes me vulnerable to the fact that I can, someday I can, I could die or I could have that happen to me. That scares the crap out of me. So I have a hard time with that. So how do you handle that? Being stroke survivor, not a stroke victim. Mortality? Survivor. How do I handle mortality? Yeah. Um you know question. You know, I, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to die for one. Um, you know, this kind of, for me, goes back to after my father died almost four years ago, to be four years ago on the 10th of April, um, nearly a month after his death, I dropped and I stopped breathing. Um, I was very fortunate. I woke up in the hospital. Um, they thought it was my heart. So I was there. They ran all these tests. It wasn't, didn't show anything wrong with, with, you know, my whatever, the A order or anything like that. So I was sent home uh, a few days later with a uh, test to test myself for six weeks. Um, so my father died of fatal arrhythmia and his body was so strong as a uh, marathon runner that they were able to bring him back twice. And that's unusual. So we've had hope, but his brain was gone. And so we had to let him go. So fast forwarding six weeks later, uh, you know, my results were that um, grief nearly killed me. Now I'm going to go back to when that happened. I don't remember anything except for being in the hospital. 
But what I do remember in my mind when I woke up, I felt safe. I wasn't scared. And I thought saw three lights and one was my father. I knew one was my father. One was my grandmother, my mom's mother. And one was my grandfather on the other side, my dad's father, who I lost when I was 10. So I didn't have any fear. So for me, I have a different view on death now than I ever did before, where I used to be scared of it. I was comfortable and I felt safe. And I knew, and I know that um, it wasn't my time now. They were there to guide me back. And, um, and then this other stuff's happened since then. So it's just going to happen when it happens. And if I live in fear, what is the benefit to that? Me worrying about dying every single day is going to serve me no purpose. Right. Is that crazy? Like, I, I don't feel, no, it's just beautiful. I don't fear dying. I feel like the others. I don't fear death because the other side, I think, is, is so beautiful. And because of it the is. medium that I have in my life now that I found on TikTok, like, there's been so many people that have passed on to the other side that are now with me and watching over. They me. are with you. And they're they're here, and like so. The other side doesn't. I don't. I have zero fear of the other side. I the only fear is being incapacitated while still being living. My father literally had a stroke in the stem of his brain, like back here, which left him to be a vegetable, and we had to decide what to do. Right. That's tough worst thing in the world to go through and he eventually passed it's funny because his birthday is april 12th and wow my dad's death date is april 10th <laughs> and fdr died on april 12th too oh wow roosevelt yeah in his first term as his fourth term as president so i always remember those kind of things so you that's know fascinating. Um, Go ahead. Oh, yeah. You know, um, my stroke, they don't expect me to have another one. It was such a rare type of stroke and so unexpected. And it usually happens in people even much younger than myself. And, uh, you know, so it's just um, they're not expecting any more damage. So but, right. you know, you never know. You get to something, anything else. I can walk out and get a bird can drop something on me and I can hit, you know, be gone. I mean, you just don't know. It, it, it worrying or thinking about it and like you said the other side look i've had a glimpse into that from what happened when i when that happened with me with my dad and uh so for me i feel differently than a lot of people do about it i felt warmth i felt safe and i felt okay you know it was an outer body nice. experience and it's okay yeah. it's okay to be afraid yeah. though too yeah, that's the whole goes back to that looking at all your thoughts as just as being in a container. Like being at a zoo and watching your thoughts. You're just watching, you know, that thought. Oh, that's a negative thought. Okay, fine. The positive thought. Okay, that's fine. And you don't give them any more, you don't elevate them either way. Both of them, both sides. I think you'll walk through life a little bit better. But that's my personal opinion. I don't know about but because I think of, I'm starting to look into quantum jumping and manifesting in the third and fourth and fifth dimensions and things like that, which are for a lot of people are wackadoodle. But for me, it's just a way to understand my purpose, to be honest with you, because it helps yeah. me see the world and sees what my purpose is and my purpose Every day, I think, changes just a little bit, just because I grow every day, because I'm not the same person I am yesterday. One of my biggest things is my future self is going to look back on this podcast in this moment and smile. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, for, yeah. for me, my... my you're talking about ego, right? Like my ego, um, you know, you don't realize that it's your ego at times and it does hit your pride when you feel like, you know, people are going to view you differently. Um, so you have to kind of let that go. Like for me, it was getting back over to 
not dancing home or not dancing in the studio by myself, but forcing myself to go to a gym where there's people and dancing with a lack of finesse that I have now and um, the coordination and the lack of balance that I used to possess, you know, I used to be so graceful. Now I lack that, but I'm finding grace in the process of just learning how to put my body back into the motion. And if I am not as poetic, let's just say, um, around the floor, then that, then this is, this is my way of showing somebody else that it doesn't matter. Perfection is, is what is, is all in your mind. And, you know, let's be honest and raw about what we're going through so that it can help somebody else. So I took my pride and my ego and I put it aside and I decided to just start sharing the truth. When my foot's dragging, my dancing's not perfect anymore. And now I'm sharing that instead of like, you know, the stuff that was always so pretty um, before I had stroke, when I used to do that. And, um, you know, I feel like I have a lot more respect for myself you know, because I'm being honest. And um, I feel like um, a lot of people are afraid to do that. We always have to put out the stuff that's wonderful, the happy stuff, the positive stuff. But a lot of people aren't putting out the real stuff. You know, they're hiding behind their pain instead of working through their pain. So here I am, I'm trying to work through my pain. It took a lot for me to get there to do that. I'm going to keep doing it. And it's a battle every single day. But I'm going to keep showing those videos of me looking extremely flawed as opposed to flawless and hopefully it just helps somebody well i think that's also a mindset because what you perceive as lack of grace i perceive as beautiful and i want you to start changing this is me because i truly love you i want you to look at that as being beautiful and artistic in its own way, you know, because every day it's going to get better. So it's still beautiful here in this first container of you dancing because it's beautiful to those of us on the outside because of your journey. It's going to be, we're just creating beauty every time you do it. There's beauty in being flawed, right? That's, I, what you just said just hit me hard. I, that makes me feel a little bit different about it. You know, there's beauty in being flawed and I am so flawed, you know, more than ever now. Not that I was, I was always flat, but now I'm so much more flat. And to hear right. you say that, that's going to lift me. It's beautiful because you, you overcame that ability to go to a gym where you used to be the star of the gym now you're not and now you're flawed and I'm... we are all really flawed trust me I'm flawed. <laughs> you know I always see my future self that I'm being ripped and I'm not there yet I'm still I'm probably where you were when you just first started trying to figure out how I'm going to dance again after a stroke but I'm there where right now about that moment about doing it because I still have some mental hangups about that but there is beauty not in being I, I don't like the word flawed because flawed has a negative connotation and I don't I don't try to judge that but it's like wordsmith that a little bit for yourself I kind of like that word for myself I like that okay. word flawed for myself I think I don't look at it as a negative word I look at it as a you know because because like you know everybody has flaws whatever that means to them but for me if my flaws are you know, to, to look at your flaws as beautiful, everybody should do that. Well, that's empowering. That it's very empowering because one of my therapists, I've been through a lot of therapy because of a lot of the trauma I've been through for life. One of my therapists told me this. She said, Kelly, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. Nobody's, you're healing. You have scars. So you're showing your scars, your beautiful scars by dancing. And you're healing those scars one dance at a time. And that's freaking beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's true. I watch you and you do stuff with hula hoops post-stroke that I can't do. I couldn't do in my entire life. That's beautiful. 
that's very beautiful. I've seen you. Like, man, you make your hips just do stuff. And I've tried to connect you and my friend from the UK who does hula hooping too. And I can't think her. I can't remember her ID, but I've tried to connect you two because you both are so beautiful. You're beautiful women, obviously, but both of you are so positive about the world. That's, oh, I would I, love that. Yeah, I, she follows you now, and she told me she does, but I don't know. If uh oh, tell me her name. I will have to look it up on TikTok. When you get a chance, find it. Well, don't tell me on here; I'll forget. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I'll tag you on a video, and I'll remind you, and I'll tell you five other times. Okay. But she does. She's over in the UK, and she's just you. I would love to see you two just collaborate, like for mental awareness. You know, but she's over in the UK, so she's what six hours ahead of us. So yeah, um, but she does it too, and she's just she follows me, and she's one of those that has that low follow ratio, like really popular, but like ten or fifteen, you know, like a hundred people that she follows. So I love, I would love to see both of you guys just champion what you're doing and combined forces because both of you are good and both of you are good at hula hooping and you're doing stuff with hula hoops that I couldn't do. Sure and you can. There's world-class athletes that do what you do right now. So pretty awesome. Well, well, the, the fun part before I did have, you know, I used to would go work with like uh, some world-class athletes actually on their hip control. So that's always fun. I used to really love doing that. I got a lot out of that myself, and you meet a lot of great people. So, well, there's that. It was a viral uh, video of Patrick Mahomes, who's a quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Is pretty no, it was Dak Prescott of the Cowboys, actually. And his hip control, he would do this. He does this thing every game, pregame on the field, and his, his hip control is like ridiculous. And that's what you do with hula hooping and it's what my friend over in the UK does as well. It's like this incredible hip control to keep this circular object above your waist, but yet it's gratifying to watch. And it's just, for me, it's impressive what you can do and having the right side of your body and your fingers being rigid or your right leg being kind of feeling like it's a stump. Mm-hmm. My foot feeling dead sometimes. <laughs> right. That's so amazing. And yet trying to get up on it. point is very hard. Yeah. That's amazing to me. And so that's beautiful. And that's just you're healing one dance at a time. Yeah, I'm I'm doing the best I can. Like I said, it it may never be the same. It might never be the same. Yeah. But you know what? That's okay. It is what that's it is. Totally I was chosen to have the stroke for a reason. You know, yep. so I'm not going to, my purpose is to advocate for people like myself, really to, to anybody in the mental wellness world and for the bullying, you know, really anybody that needs love, that's what I want to advocate for, to be honest. Good. That's great. And I love that. And but you're doing so well considering all things. And that's what impresses me. And that's why, you know, you kept bugging me like, do this podcast again. Let's do this podcast again. I'm like, eh. I've been kind of out of the. I've been in funk too, so I'm trying to get back. I can tell. When my friend was talking to me the other day, and she's like, "Well, how come you haven't done a podcast in a while?" Because you always text me afterwards. How like I'm hiring a guy to every podcast. I was talking to this guy that I'm gonna have on my podcast. He's a that boomer dad. I think is what that boomer daddy or that boomer dad on TikTok, and he's going to be on my podcast. This guy's been all over the world, interviewed celebrities, used to do a talk show and talk to people, and like I can't wait to have this dude on because I he's fascinating to me. And my friends like keep doing it, get back there. Like now I've got like four or five guests lined up, which is wonderful because I'm paying for the hosting every month, so why not use it? And yeah. I'm honored. But you're putting good stuff out there. You're putting good stuff out there for the world. So it's important to keep, keep doing that. I wanted to ask you if you would, you know, I know that it's hard for you to get in boxes of people, but um, you know, um, 
but I would love for you to come and, uh, you know, definitely be a guest, like and talk on the, you know, just be there and talk about anything that you feel we need to in this world. Uh, we can make a subject or, or whatever you think, I would love for you to come over there and do that. And then, you know, and then not only that, it, it will, I just, you can help so many people, you know? Yeah, I, I, the nine o'clock one usually is the toughest part for me because that right. I usually wind down. I starting at about eight o'clock, especially during my work week. I work Wednesday through Sunday. That's usually my uh, wind down time, trying to get to sleep time. So that's why most of the time I won't jump in, and I don't get anxiety, but I'm like. When I see somebody live, TikTok doesn't show me that they're live in a box with like eight other people. And I, I, cause when I see somebody live, that's the person I want to connect to. And I love that connection. And I don't mind. I've made some friends because of that, the, from that purpose. But I've also, it's a thing that I've got with myself and it's nobody else's but mine. And I'm being raw and authentic about that truth. Said so it's, I'll see somebody online and they'll be they'll be live and I'm like there's certain people I know that when they're live it's just them and I know I get to connect to them and the thing about anybody anywhere in the world people like you because of how they feel about themselves when they're with you when they talk to you you're a perfect case in point when I talk to you when I get a text message from you I like how I feel about myself Ditto. <laughs> Right, but I learned that truth about myself because people like me because of how I reflect back to them their higher self. Very good at that. It's one of my gifts. I'm also a tarot reader, which is one of my gifts. And somebody texted me the other day, paid me 30 bucks to do a reading for them, and she said it was spot on. It's like, oh my God, that's wild. I get that right all on. the time. All the time. I have that gift. But that's the only tough thing about TikTok for me is it's a challenge that I have to overcome is going into there and not knowing who those people are. But I've got my four people that I go to and I hang out with. But when I go in and see people on live and there, there's eight other people there and people are talking over each other, that's really chaotic energy. Yeah. I'm trying to minimize that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I also... There's people that I do want to, like my friend Abby, who talks a lot about quantum jumping. I like, I want to do a live with her, just her and me, and just not a podcast, but just a live and her bringing her community in and me bringing my community in and talking about higher subjects. That's fun. Or listen, I think that's talk, awesome. going live with you and talking about mental health and mental health challenges and being stuck. Most people don't know, yeah. but I've been stuck. I would love that. And it could just be you and I, if you want, or we can let one person in a box, maybe at a time if they need help, but just you and I can yeah. do that. And that way there's no talking over you. Yeah. Cause I've seen those seven or eight boxes or six boxes or whatever it is. It's frustrating. Are, for me, it's difficult because it's, I'm not getting anything out of it because there's so many people talking and most people, the toughest part about being a person and a human is listening. Absolutely. I've noticed that too. It's very, very tough. Um, like I said, before it did just get so overwhelming that I, I just needed a mental break. Um, you know, I've tried to let less in, um, but we do fill up sometimes in the boxes. I've noticed that it does get a little bit too much at times. I'm going to start pushing back a little bit on that too and just maybe having like, two people, three people in the box at a time, unless like you're there, then it could just be you and I, you know, where somebody is just, you know, speaking but to I, everybody. I, also, I like that format in general, because if it's two and then somebody's typing in the box, they've got enough followers or whatever, bringing them in and us talking to them and giving them space to be raw and vulnerable and not have to type. Like I did that yesterday on my live. My friend Nicole came in and then my friend Josh basically kind of took over my live, which I was okay with, and gave her a reading 
she's a medium and explained who this presence was that was in her house. And it was, there's no way he could have known anything about it. And he was so spot on. She was so blown away by it. Was it a I good present yes. or a bad present? Yes. Good. Oh, good. It was a good, good one. It was so amazing. It, was, it just uplifted me. It, I felt like I was doing, I was making the world a little bit better place. Right on. Right. Well, we need to do that. I would love that. That would be amazing. You, so you would just be able to help so many people over there on that platform. I really hope you consider but, this. I, I would love it. It's just not at nine o'clock. I know. I'll, maybe I'll try to scale it back to eight or something. You know, I'm thinking I'm trying to gear that way, but I don't want to hit like, you know, we don't have as many people on the West Coast as we do on the East Coast that actually chime in on it. So it probably wouldn't hurt to scale back earlier anyway. So I don't know. Is eight too late? No, that's that's. Usually that's depending on how long I work, because like I work doubles last yeah. weekend, so literally Nine to You're nine. Exhausted. Both set. Yeah. I would, there's, there's no way I'm Friday or Saturday. I probably not because I, if I don't work a double, I'm off at six and that's a long day anyway. Yeah. That's nine hours. But like Wednesday or Thursday, probably you know, I could do something. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, I've been talking about it anyways. I said it in a post that I'm thinking about going back a little bit. I was thinking about a half an hour, an hour. So I may start going at eight central standard time this next week, regardless. I think that's nice. better for everybody. So let's just put that out there. If anybody's listening, uh, the platform yeah. for who magic is going to be at eight o'clock on Monday, central standard time. That's nine Eastern standard time. That's uh, right. No, that's eight. East. Yeah, what is nine that? Eastern six, six West coast. Okay. Yeah. See, it's this is stroke brain. I can't get it all out there. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry about it. Who are you? Who you are? This is, Beautiful, beautiful human being. Minus a few marbles, but that's okay. <laughs> Fine. That's okay. It's good. It's like I look at being, I was born partially deaf, but I also, I always look at that as a blessing. I don't look at it as, as, as a negative thing. And literally, I could actually apply for government assistance because of it. But I don't, because I don't consider it a, a hindrance. I actually think it's a blessing. It, um, it also, all your other senses are probably more stimulated, more open, um, right? I've come to believe that my left ear, my father was a genius musician. He was playing a violin at the age of five. And wow. ridiculously talented musician. And I think my left ear, I don't know if he had perfect pitch, but I think my left ear has a little bit of that because I can... I visualize sounds in a texture side kind of way. When I hear sounds, I visualize them with texture. I always have. I don't know why, but I have. And I think that came from my dad. So that's heightened. My sense of smell is heightened too. Lately, it's been really jacked up, but I'm not sure why. But huh. <laughs> so let's. Let's wrap this up. Let's kind of give out your socials or if you want to. If you don't, that's cool, too, because considering what happened last year. I, I oh, no, I'm not hiding. I'm not afraid. Like I said, I am people. If you want to come for me, you're coming for an army. So um, just know that for one and for two, be kind, be good to everybody. Try not if, if you are a bully, really reconsider your position on that, because uh, the laws have changed and um, so there's so much more, so much more that will be done to you um, right. in, in the eyes of the law. If you continue this, because people like me, I'm not going to stand down anymore and I will stand up for my brothers and sisters that go through this. So um, if you are struggling with anything in the mental health area, obviously Kelly here is amazing. I'm so grateful for him to allow me to be on here and I want to invite you to come to our platform it's going to be next Monday at 8 uh, Central Standard Time and on Wednesday at 8 Central Standard Time. Um, my handle on TikTok is Hula Hoop Magic with a K and my name is Kimberly. And, uh, you know, just uh, follow me. I'll follow you back. I'm starting to get a little better about that. I've been was 
know, I got a little off with, uh, you know, everything so fast with me here post-stroke and learning how to navigate those waters, but now I am. So I, I just, I appreciate being here always. It's always a pleasure with you and I love you. I think you're amazing what you do for other people. You know, I just, um, you know, hope you, hope you can do it for yourself a little bit too. Absolutely. <laughs> just like me, those of us that like to do for others, it's harder for us to do, take care of ourselves. That's where we got to find yeah. our balance. It's one of the lessons in life I learned is I have, to me, for me to be a good human in this world, I have to, I can advocate all I want, but if I'm feeling, the biggest thing I've learned is if I'm filling other, my cup from other people, that's just toxic. Because it, it's just going to burn right through the bottom of the cup. The cup's going to be empty all the time. There's no way right. that I can fill other myself with other people's stuff. It's not going to self-love. I got to fill my own damn cup. That's right. And as Buddha said, we're born alone, we die alone. Okay. So everything in the middle is just a blessing. Let's be grateful for it and let's be good to everybody. Awesome. I love you. And I will catch up with you later. And I appreciate you being my on my podcast. Okay. I love you too, Kelly. Have a good day. Thank you, everybody. Bye.